0: Welcome. This is Beyond the Illusion. (coughs) Thanks for joining us. In today's episode, we have an amazing conversation with Stephanie Richmond. Stephanie is a certified practitioner in biomagnetic therapy, emotion code, and a unique healing modality called Family Constellation. She's also passionate about A Course in Miracles and holds gatherings where this material is discussed with others. If you're like I was and you're not familiar with Family Constellation, Biomagnetic Therapy, Emotion Code, or even A Course in Miracles, it's okay. We asked Stephanie to explain all of them, so I won't even try to tell you what they are right now. I'm extremely grateful to have had the opportunity to talk with Stephanie because Tiana had mentioned Family Constellation to me in the past. And I was really interested in it because it sounded like such a novel method for healing. Now that I know all about it, I'm really looking forward to trying it out. Let's go to the conversation with Stephanie Richmond, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe.
1: I don't know, I think a few months ago, I was looking for someone I wanted to talk about family constellations because I had experienced it maybe, let's see, like six years ago. I have a friend, Raquel, who lives in Mexico City, who's from Mexico, and she comes to Houston every now and then and does the family constellation. And I had met her through some friends of mine, and I ended up doing the family constellation in Houston. It was all in Spanish. and And I am like a very elementary level Spanish speaker. (laughs) I took it in college, but it was really cool because at first I was like really trying to understand what everybody was saying. And then, you know, my brain just kind of got overwhelmed and I stopped and I was just feeling into it and the dynamics um, energetically. It totally worked without me like logically understanding everything that was happening. But I'm sure that a lot of people don't know what family constellation is. And so could you give a explanation for people?
2: sure you know there there is no elevator speech as you experienced to explain family constellation but it is a, a therapeutic approach that looks at not at the individual per se uh, and their behavior and their issues it looks at the individual through the context of it be he or she being part of a whole family system so you're seen as your system and constellation means where are you standing within your system that may be causing the issues that you're living out today. So, you know, the the developer, I guess, uh, Bert Hellinger, a, a German psychologist, developed this over, you know, the last 30 years or so. He just recently passed, but he brought a whole new dimension to the world of psychology or spirituality if you wish or combining those both to see that you know the stream of one life so my whole past is just living through me and everything that does not get let's say healed or dealt with in my ancestry will then show up at some level where I am in my generation. And if I don't tend to what I need to tend to and came to tend to what I came to, <laughs> it will pass on to the next generation. So when we're able to see life through that context, we begin to not see it so much as victims of circumstances. We begin to see it as the whole movement from uh, cascading down. From our ancestors, and where did the energy of unconditional love get lost or kinked in the hose, if you wish, and no longer flows down to the, the lower generations? And we go and we, essentially, in a family constellation, we're unkinking that hose of pure love and letting it flow down to the newest generations. So. If that makes sense, but the that, that broad strokes—that that's what a constellation would be.
1: Yeah, I love that metaphor of unkinking the hose to love. I guess it might help some people also to know the logistics of how it works. And I don't know that you know what I experienced is there might be more than one way of doing it. But I'll just explain what I experienced, and then you can tell us. You know, if there's there's probably more to it than that. So basically, I went to this workshop that had other people that I didn't know. And like I said, they were speaking in a language that I didn't know very well, but each person had their their turn to to have their constellation sort of mapped out. And so before it was my turn, you know, so it was somebody else's turn and that person went and stood in the middle of the room and then they selected people to sort of stand in as the other members of their family. So I was selected, like, I didn't know this person, I don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) I was selected to to stand in as as a member of, okay, so I'm standing there, like, not really sure what I'm doing. And then we're arranged in whatever way, I believe that the participant, the person who it was their constellation chose us to be arranged. The thing that I just found really fascinating, and I'm an energy healer, was just how all of us that were chosen to play these roles for somebody that we didn't know started to just kind of take on the energy of those people. And you just, you would stand different. And if they would, someone had asked you a question, you just kind of said something that came to you. And then, and then the person would say, Oh my gosh, that's exactly what my aunt Martha would say or whatever. And you're like, I don't know where that came from. And then the, the facilitator would I can't remember, maybe ask questions and then kind of move us around in a way that would change the dynamic to bring healing about. Is that correct? Or that's the way that I remember it, but I might have some of the details wrong.
2: No, no, you have it right. There are different forms of doing this. I've been doing it here in Austin, Texas for about almost three years now. We do them in Spanish and in English <laughs> or sometimes in Spanglish. We combine we both <laughs> languages. And we even have a little Portuguese in there sometimes. But yes, it is is—it is a room full of people who come to serve. And those who come to serve voluntarily come and give their time for you, the client, to see how your family constellation stands up around you or how you are standing in front of your family constellation. So basically what's really happening is, The way I do them, I do them a little different than what you explained, but I do them blind. They're blind constellations, meaning nobody knows who they represent. The only people who we know who they represent is you, the client, and myself, the facilitator. So I'll have you choose based on the issue that you present to me, and issues can be all the way from emotional issues, financial issues, relationship issues, disease, you name it. Anything under the sun that is making you not be joyful, happy, thriving, and fulfilled in life, right? So whatever issue you're wanting to heal or look at, based on that, we would choose members of your family. So we could use probably, most probably, you'll have mother, father, Okay, sometimes siblings, sometimes those are added later. It all depends on the circumstances as the facilitator begins to read the constellation. We may bring in grandparents, great-grandparents, ancestors, so on and so forth. So sometimes, you know, we use a lot of people, sometimes very few people, but the dynamics begin to show up, as you said, And it never ceases to amaze me that no matter who we choose and how they get chosen, and they don't know who they are, and they don't even know if they're female, male, older, young, they don't even know if they're a dead person, perhaps, or a tumor, or a thyroid, you know, but they begin to express how they feel and what's coming through them. And it gives us all the information we need to know to discover what is blocking you, where are you blocked? Could it be inherited trauma? So inherited trauma is very, very, um, very common. In other words, one, two, three, four generations back, someone suffered some traumatic event, and therefore, because it was not either mourned or dealt with correctly, let's say, some generation now is picking it up so somebody has anxiety out of nowhere someone has depression out of nowhere someone's showing addictive behavior out of nowhere so we begin to untangle that entanglement with that ancestor the beauty of it is this maybe this young child or this person is at the service of this family system and they're presenting these symptoms at the service of the system in other words for us to be able to now see that ancestor that was not helped back then so we're now helping the whole system heal or compensate or balance so it can go on its merry way in a healthier way so we do it blind people don't know who they are but they are standing in a room like you said and bringing through them the energy of that person and you get to observe. Now, with COVID, it's been very interesting. We allowed the clients to come through Zoom and observe their constellation. And we would record it so they would be able to watch it later. And it turned out to be so beautiful and so helpful and so incredible that, you know, we just discovered we're going to keep doing it that way. You know, they can show up if they want to do physically or they can watch it through zoom so when that we began to do it through zoom everybody from mexico everybody all all the way from qatar london paris they were like i want to constellate i want to constellate i can do it now from zoom and the people that show up to represent the family members are people that have been doing we've been doing it forever and so they don't want to stop and so we have our little healthy community and we have our healthy distances and we we do it in a way that's healthy for everybody, but we've continued to do it throughout the the pandemic. To, in fact, we even constellated the the pandemic and the virus to to see what showed up for humanity and so forth. So.
1: Could you share about what came up around the pandemic? I'm, I was curious about that, of doing it more in it for the collective, because we, we have the pandemic, we have this racism and things that are, you know, collective that have been transferred down through our ancestry, through the generations. So this seems like a really interesting way to approach it.
2: We did it back in, I, I wish I knew the exact date we did it, but it was either early March, In fact, it was like 15 weeks ago that we did it. We put out the the humanity and the virus. Uh, This was before it was even growing in the United States. It was more in in Europe and China. And what showed up was that information that most stayed with us was that it was going to be around 13 weeks before we could get up and get out. We were shocked by the information. 13 weeks? We're going to be locked up 13 weeks? And oh boy, was it 13 weeks. So of course it opens up and now they're seeing the numbers go up so it closes down. But what we did see was that um, somehow it was compensating or here to help people go within, which is what everybody's kind of seeing no matter what philosophy you, you follow, help us go within. And those who have a lot of fear or deep, deep sadness were probably the most affected. And those who are not carrying that or who are dealing with these deep emotions, in other words, healing them, coming to some kind of forgiveness or peace, were not so affected. We are gonna reconstellate it, so you guys will be invited anytime you wanna come by and see or through Zoom, you're invited to, to observe We've constellated Poland in the context of Germany and Russia and World War II. And a Polish woman brought that subject to to her constellation. She wanted forgiveness. She wanted to clear a lot of the pain and hurt that Poland carries. That was one of the most beautiful constellations I've seen in a long time. The way Germany showed up, the way Russia shows up. And we're also wanting to work with the African American population and what comes from all that ancestral pain and hurt and history. There's so much that could be done and cleared and beautifully uh, videoed and then shown to the community for healing. It's very moving. As you said, um, when the facilitator begins to make movements within the constellation basically what we're using are very healing phrases that allow whatever's in the constellation that's stuck or kinking the energy of healing it becomes suddenly undone it undoes the wrong quote unquote and the hurt and there is forgiveness everyone is put into their rightful place there are different laws that we're looking at or orders they're called the orders of love that we're trying to set within the family system so then the love can flow like a waterfall and nothing preventing it from flowing and most of that is honor honoring our ancestors So one of the impressive things, Bert Hellinger arrived at a Zulu tribe in Africa as a missionary back many years ago, and he was surprised when he entered the the tribe to notice that all children were happy. He could not get over the fact that every child in this village is happy in this tribe. There's no unhappy children. And so he then stayed to study, to see what was happening, what phenomena was going on in that society that was creating happy children. This is where he came up with a lot of the basis that's underneath the family constellation. The greatest one is teaching a child from the moment they're born to honor the system and honor the elders and to understand that they are at the service of the system. They're not here for their personal growth. I'm not here about me. Everything's about me, 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 me. And when am I getting this? And where am I going? And I need to this and I need to that. It's more about I am at the service of something much, much larger. And I'm here to receive and give in a certain way And that creates joy, love, and happiness to flow. And so he began to teach that in in the most beautiful way. So for me, Family Constellation is one of the most effective ways to heal very deep wounds, or wounds we don't even know that we're carrying, we just feel the pain. You know, we just feel the emptiness or the the unfulfillment or, what, or bad relationships or whatever we're feeling. But the biggest is to honor mother and father and the elders, because there is a hierarchy of honoring. In today's date, that's rare. <laughs> There's always mommy and father and daddy issues. And I give some workshops and courses online as well, now that we're in COVID, um, through Zoom, called the mother wound and the father wound. And how those affect then our relationship and relationships with our loved ones, not only are maybe my business co-workers, but also my partner in life and my children. And so as we clear up these wounds, we're able then to let the love flow. I then receive more joy, love by removing those issues that are blocking me from receiving it because it's always flowing. We just can't see it. We can't receive it. We can't feel it. So it's almost like going past the illusion. I just fell in love with the name of your (laughs) podcast. You're going past the illusion and seeing truth and letting the truth flow. So we're getting rid of the illusion. The illusion is I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. There's There's an emptiness within me. I'm not in my rightful place. I don't know who I am. I don't feel like I belong. And there's so much trauma back, people coming from the war, people coming from being run out of their countries, people coming from famine. All that trauma stays within the system until it gets healed. So yeah, we work with so many issues. We work from just the basic, I'm divorcing and I feel terrible and my children too. I want to help heal the whole country of Poland. We do a lot, and we, we do them every Monday. It just so happened that way, but we've been doing them every Monday at 5.30. Anybody can come, attend, observe, it's open. So you can observe a constellation and, and really get the hang of it like you got to participate. You can also participate as a server if you're if you're comfortable, if you feel like doing that, or you can also constellate any of those is open and it's a beautiful thing to just observe and see so most of the people that go serve they're just going because they get that energy that you got that feeling of healing that feeling of absolute unconditional love something moves and hellinger calls it it's a movement of the soul the one soul that we're all part of so it it moves into a healthier place so then basically we we're all healing from healing Poland or healing Susie down the street, we all benefit from it, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. How many people typically participate when you do have a session going on?
2: Well, we can talk about pre-COVID and post-COVID. So. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-COVID, we usually had a room of servers. About 20 to 30 people would show up to serve on, on any given Monday And we would constellate four people that evening. Right now, we had to keep it to a smaller group. So we're about maybe 10. You know, legally, we can only be 10. But then when things kind of opened up, we were about 15 serving. And we constellated three people. So we're doing about three constellations per Monday. And we utilize, you know, the 10 people to create the constellation.
1: As the... I don't know what the proper term is. I'm just going to say as a facilitator, does it feel draining at the end of all of that? Or do you feel, is there like a bigger energy that comes to you as you show up in this manner to support you? I'm just curious.
2: Yes. You know, as a facilitator, you are on a kind of like on, on a different channel. You're facilitating, you're observing, you're looking, you're trying to move. So you're there in a different state and therefore it's not consuming and it's not tiring. Now, some of the people that go to serve, it can feel heavy, especially if a constellation is heavy. Some constellations are extremely moving, very heavy, very sad, very big. And then other constellations are just so adorable, laughing, everybody's laughing, hugging. So it just depends on every night A lot of the people that serve a lot because they really love the feeling of serving, they get energized and and just love it and go home all all happy. And they love the feeling of being able to just automatically suddenly, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'm going to say this, you know, they'll say the funniest phrases and it's right on for the person who's constellating. It's like my grandmother used to say that all the time, you know, or something very, very specific, very clear. Yeah very healing too as well.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful reminder of how we're all interconnected. When we're doing our own personal healing, it is the healing for the collective. You know, if you're healing alcoholism dynamics in your family, that's helping everyone who had those same dynamics and it's it's just demonstrated more readily I think in family constellation. I mean, it's true across the board any type of healing because we're all part of the collective, but it's cool how people can actually feel and experience and see that during the constellation.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. One of the biggest things we see, I have to say, a, p- a lot of people get mad at me, but um, you know, we see so much victim perpetrator all over the map, right? But we don't really realize that the ones that are suffering the most are the perpetrators or what we consider the perpetrators. Hellinger always says, the one that needs most love is the perpetrator. And so the victim is usually at the service of the system. The perpetrator is also at the service of the system. But the perpetrators are usually excluded males. They are males that have been excluded and dishonored for generation after generation after generation, and we feel like it's the opposite. We feel like it's us, the women, or us, the you know minority, that are excluded and not, and that they're the powerful ones. But the reason they, you know, the perpetrator, whoever that is, is behaving as a perpetrator is that they have been lacking in love for many, many years. So we tend to focus on loving that one who needs love the most in a constellation to be able to turn the whole energy around and create a a space for forgiveness and acceptance.
0: Yeah, it's so funny you're saying that because I listen to a lot of audiobooks and one of the books I w- I'm listening to right now, the guy said that exact same thing. He said that the perpetrators, we, we oftentimes forget about the perpetrator and we just focus on the victim. And it's yeah. so true and it's kind of obvious, but yeah, they're the ones that really need the most love. You know, my wife and I saw a documentary about people who were in prison and the guys were telling their story, their life story. And they were just devastating. I mean, just horrendous childhoods. And you couldn't yeah. believe it. And you were like, well, no wonder he did what he did. I mean, anyone would have done that coming from his background. It kind of is obvious. But I do think that it's really forgotten about in our culture.
2: Um, yeah, some of my favorite uh, clients or people I work with are young people, and every day they show up younger on my doorstep, and I'm so glad for that, but they show up in these early 20s, and they're wanting this. You know, when I was 20 or other 20-year-olds or other years ago or whatever it may be, you know, you, you wanted to go play, you know, when you were 20. So right now, the, the younger they are, they're trying to heal or they're showing more wounds as well. So if this could be instituted, and I'm not talking about just the funky part of the constellation which is you know the the people representing the family it's just the laws the orders the, the philosophy behind it if that could be taught from kindergarten on it would be a completely different society involving the parents involving the children so when the these 20 year olds show up they work they stay with me they work and work and work with me because they say i want to choose better partner. I want to be in a better state. I want to be great by the time I am having children. And I'm like, and I want you to be teaching this to your children, to create a whole new generation of honoring the system versus bucking the system, right? So I enjoy what I do. I wish I could get a hold of younger groups and work with them in a different pace or in a different way. But yes, it it is about time we, we heal the perpetrators, because they're not perpetrators out of the blue. They didn't just decide, you know, I'll be this way. So no one does harm knowingly or unknowingly just out of the blue and choosing to. There's something behind, there's a story behind all of that. And there's a story behind being a victim, too. And when we see the story in a constellation, because we're able then now to set up the the scene behind the perpetrator, the scene behind the, the victim, and we see it play out to where it allows the client to go, oh, my gosh, and have this whole movement of compassion and honor to that system, and, which is theirs, to feel a more of a healing, loving perception of who they're carrying with inside of them. Because all these ancestors live on through us. So we honor them, and in honoring them, we're we're allowed to be in peace with them and through them and for them and project forward, right? You made me think how
1: cool that would be if there's anyone that does constellations with kids and for kids. Probably wouldn't work so well like mixed adults and kids because maybe it'd be too heavy for the kids. But if there was just one that was all kids kind of at their level, does, does anybody do that
2: or...? You know, no, because they may not understand it, but you can do it in a play way, a play format Mm -hmm. and say, you know, you stand here and you stand here and see what it feels like when you're, you know, more of like a gestalt type therapy. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, it can be always integrated if it were like used in classrooms. At every moment, there's a child that's hurting, you know, a child that's uh, not feeling happy or whatever. You could start putting it those around him to learn to honor that child and honor his suffering or honoring his situation or his place and and teaching honor honor in constellation language really means do not judge it's the equivalent of i don't judge you i have no judgment or grievance against you i set you free of all my perceptions and belief systems and I let you be who you are. That's what honor truly means. So, when we set out a constellation, when I go as a client and, I, and the facilitator sets up my constellation, really what's showing up is what I hold in my subconscious mind. And that's why it works, that's why it's able to be so magical and so precise. So what I tell the clients is, no, it's not that your mother's that way. It's not that your father's that way. It's that's the way you hold them in your mind. That's what needs to heal is how you hold them in your subconscious, conscious mind. Oh, I said, look, just right now. And the participants, the servers can't hear us. I tell them just right now, start having a little more compassion for your mother and watch the one over there who's being your mother change immediately. So they start working on it and we observe and suddenly the one that's playing the mother goes, oh, well, I guess I, you know, I can turn around or come out from under the chair or participate within the group or hug somebody. It's incredible what we see. But basically what you're getting to see, you as a client, is what you hold in your subconscious mind that you're not aware of that is actually hurting you or your family or your children or your society right now.
0: When you first started getting into this kind of work, did you have an experience yourself or what made you want to go into it?
2: Yes, I had heard about it for a while. So I, since 2010, kind of left the business world and I moved into the holistic you know, work of body work and alternative medicine. And as I was working through a system called biomagnetism on many, many, many clients for many years, I began to see why why do some people heal and some others don't. Some people heal just incredibly quickly and others are just stuck, stuck, stuck. There has to be an emotional component to this. So I began to then study hypnosis. I began to hypnotize people. And I just loved the whole concept of the subconscious mind and how it rules the subconscious mind is the one that rules you not your conscious mind and as i began to understand all these different concepts and layers and layers of this i continued to work and teach people how to do self-hypnosis and kind of how to try to help themselves go in their subconscious mind and and unravel things right that were not helping them i then was invited to a constellation over and over and i kept putting it down uh when i'd asked uh, asked them to describe who was facilitating and how it was it sounded too strict and the rules were too you know square and i thought no that's not for me and then finally one year somebody says hey you want to come to my home we're having a constellation i said who's constellating and they said she's from mexico i said i'll, I'll go <laughs> i i was born and raised in mexico myself so For me, it was like just, you know, for some reason it was a big yes. And she uh, was more flowy, and uh, it was blind versus chosen. You know, sometimes when you're chosen and you know that you're going to be the grandmother or you're going to be the father or you're going to be the this, you start thinking a lot, right? When it's blind, you have nothing to go with. So I love the blind part. I love this person who facilitated And oh, boy, did I see what I had to go see that day. It was so impressive. It was so beautiful. It was so moving to me, even after I had worked and worked and worked with with hypnosis, which I loved. So I was hooked right there. With one constellation, I began to study it and then practice it.
0: The person that did the session with you, Tiana, was also from Mexico. Uh, Is this a thing in Mexico then, bigger thing there than it is here?
1: It seems because I, I have another friend, too, from Mexico that also does Constellation. So I feel like it, it's more popular there. I don't know if it originates from there, but it's more popular.
2: Well, you know, Bert Hellinger in Germany creates this, expands it, and it becomes very popular in Spain as well. So in Europe, it's very popular, very well known. And then once it hit Spain and many people were getting educated or or certified, there's really no certification, but people were learning under Bert Hellinger while he was alive. One lady took it to Mexico, and then it took off like wildfire. So yes, in Mexico and South America, it's very well known. In the US, it's lesser known. But there are a few people doing versions of it here. It's harder to find as well. But it is, if you Google it, you'll find some people scattered. But in Mexico, it's like on every corner. But yes, yeah. More known, better known there and more used there than it is here.
1: Okay. I hope it becomes more known. I just think, you know, from the way that you described it, like it has so many applications that are so relevant right now. And we just had a guest that talked about, you know, more shamanically about working with the ancestors. And then you're mentioning that. And I feel like maybe also that's why it would be more popular in Mexico, because we have more of a connection with the family and community. But that's what we're needing here in the US. We don't have that and we need that here. And it would be a great way for people to start to see and honor and value their ancestors, and instead of just thinking they were all individuals, you know, we're so individualized here in the U.S. and and separate, you know, we feel that way. But then that's to me like a root of a lot of our problems is that we believe that
2: it is. It creates fractures, and those fractures are what make us feel pain. And we're trying to fill voids and pain with TV or Hollywood or drugs or alcohol or food or. Anything but family <laughs> and healing and connection and um, nurturing. And, and that doesn't mean you can't grow and become a professional and move to the other side of the country. Yeah, you can move away. You can be separate. It just is where you are connected within your heart and how you're connected within your heart with the greater system and learning how to, to honor it. It's far more complex than this, and the, and the philosophy just in of itself is beautiful. Now, the practice is a whole other thing, but it's also beautiful. So it, it is a, a system that can so easily be taught at any age, anytime, anywhere. Hopefully one day we'll see the school systems integrating it a little more, teaching it to children, and then those children having children. And then so on so forth.
0: So if somebody wants to go to a session on a Monday with you, do they have to sign up ahead of time or do they just show up? How does it work?
2: You know, pre-COVID, <laughs> they just could show up. They just had to walk in and show up. We, we hold them at Casa de Luz. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that in Austin. But now uh, we do have to make sure that one, uh, the city is allowing it, et cetera, et cetera. So I ask people to email me or text me, either way, so they can find out if it's happening and if they can go. And it's more about if it's open and there's, you know, enough space to be in a healthy situation, they are able to come. And so they, all they have to do is contact me before the Monday. To say, hey, I want to go, can I come watch, can I come observe, what can I do? And so through my website, which is healperception.com, they can find uh, all my contact information and and just go from there.
1: When I looked at your website, you had so many interesting things and I'm like realizing like, oh, I don't know that we have. I feel like we could probably go in depth with a lot of the things that you offer. The emotion code. Do you think we have time to talk about that? I'm curious to know about the emotion code and I saw something about the heart wall and I was like, oh, this is speaking to me. I I want to know more about this. Can you share what that means to be an emotion code, your emotion code practitioner?
2: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the work I started with, which one was the biomagnetism and the emotion code was doing, uh, you know, muscle testing, using your body through kinesiology and finding out what goes better with you you know in other words what your body says yes to and what your body says no to and what your body is saying yes to and no to is really what your subconscious is saying yes or no to so that's how we use emotion code we're trying to find what emotions are trapped within you that behind uh, you know if i have uh, ulcers if i have headaches if i have migraines if i have Lower back ache, you know, and I'm coming to work on physical or relationships or whatever it may be, or I have a lot of anxiety. So, through this system called Emotion Code, we ask a lot of questions and test to see what you're holding behind those symptoms. As we remove them through healing phrases or healing, reframing the way you perceive things, your body responds with health. So suddenly your back no longer hurts or your inflammation goes down or you feel better, happier. So we're actually doing the exact same thing as we would do in a constellation. We're removing those blocks that are showing up as symptoms. So the system or the person or the body that doesn't express what's in that subconscious mind the body's going to sh- express it for you. The body's going to speak. And so uh, unfortunately, our bodies speak with pain or with a bump or a lump or a, you know some kind of degenerative disease. It's telling us something. And so the love is not cascading. It's not flowing. Something is blocking it. So we're, we're moving blocks. So emotion code is another way, very simple, one-on-one to determine what you're feeling, how far back it goes. Was it inherited? Was it inherited trauma? Is there a heart wall built around you, protecting you from more hurt and pain? In constellation, we call that, you know, when you're a baby from zero to three, it's the interrupted move that you have towards your mother. You need your mother, and your mother, for some reason, is not there. So that is an interrupted movement of I need something and it's not there. Therefore, I feel abandoned, rejected, hurt, alone, something. And then I carry that within me as truth. So those are fractures that we go in and heal as well. So they're all different kind of modalities, but we're going towards the same thing. Healing the subconscious mind or reframing the subconscious. the subconscious mind doesn't need to be healed. It's the way it's holding information, or the way it's holding truth. That is error, error belief system.
1: I like how you explained that, that made it very clear. What about the biomagnetism? Can you explain uh, that for us
2: as well? So biomagnetism is another treatment that comes from Mexico. Um, a Mexican uh, doctor discovers it and if you think of the body, the body is bioelectric, right? And everybody goes, yeah, 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 it's bioelectric. So when you place magnetic fields in certain areas, it's going to make it go from a maybe, a, a like we say, the interrupted flow of the cascading love. Well, the interrupted flow of the bioelectric system is causing something within the body, illness, and it could be, usually bacterial, fungal, viral kind of thing going on within the body. It could be chemicals, so on and so forth. Whatever may be, using magnetic fields to remove that blockage as well. And so the bioelectric uh, system can continue to normalize. So I see a lot of people who have I don't know all kinds of intestinal things, migraines, um, skin, you name it, any kind of ailment, and as we place the magnetic fields, it takes anywhere from one to five sessions to to clear that up and make them feel energetic, happy. you know they, they, they go to a more normal state, and it eliminates the pathogens. It's very effective, it's also a, a beautiful method that comes from somewhere else that is not so well known in the U.S. either, but it's known on every corner in Spain and <laughs> Germany and Mexico and South America. It's very well known down there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know a number of friends from Mexico that practice that. And so it makes sense now hearing that it originated in Mexico.
0: Oh, that was nice to hear, but I've actually never heard of it. It says on your website that you also teach a course in miracles. Can you give us a brief overview of that?
2: Well, The Course in Miracles is a book, and anybody can just grab the book and start reading it, seeing how they, they flow with it. A lot of people love the book, but the, it's hard to understand sometimes, so we created a group, and there's a lot of groups throughout the United States. So The Course in Miracles is very well known in the U.S. and practiced in the U.S. We just happen to have a group here at Casa de Luz as well. Now we're via Zoom because, because of the circumstances, but... The Course in Miracles is just we're reading the book. The book has lessons, daily lessons. We follow the daily lessons. And we, as a group, are all students of the book and read it, right? And the book Merrily is telling us in very, it happens to be Christian terms, but it's not Christian faith. In other words, it's not religious but it is very spiritual. And again, it's using very Christian terms, so that a lot of people don't like or they're not comfortable with, but once they are able to translate what it's really saying, (laughs) they're like, oh, okay, I've got it. So it takes a little while to get used to, but it's a beautiful book teaching us to go beyond illusion and go to truth. And basically, what does that mean? It takes a lot of deconstructing what we think we know to be able to get to truth and go beyond the illusions. So it's teaching us that most of what we're we're fighting with, dealing with, are illusions of the ego versus just very solid spiritual truth of unconditional love. So what I love, um, I'm first a student of The Course in Miracles, and then I'm everything else. And everything else happens to go right in hand with A Course in Miracles, that it's taking you from being all balled up in hurt, pain, which is of the ego, but I don't know it, I'm just caught in it, to be able to see past it, through it, and be in truth. The difference with maybe Family Constellation and other therapies is that maybe perhaps other therapies keep you in the, I'm going to cope with this, And the Course in Miracles and Constellation says, no, you're going to go through it onto the other side to truth and collapse the error belief system. So that's kind of the difference. But the Course in Miracles, you know, it has no cost. People join at their leisure. There's no fee. It's just you need the book and an open mind.
1: That's beautiful that you offer that. I have tried to read The Course in Miracles, the book is like really thick and the, with that really thin paper that looks like the medical doctor's textbook. Yeah. And I had tried to read it before and found it a little bit complicated. And I've ended up preferring to read people's, you know, kind of like summaries, books. There's a lot of like famous authors that have actually their books are really based on a Course in Miracles. So the concepts are like, but that's really kind of you to just offer this group, you know, for free for to help people understand it and navigate through that.
2: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, um, we're breaking a lot of schema and, and mindsets, and then and, and it hurts them. They're like, no, I, I wanted to keep believing that. And it's like, no, you know. And so it's funny to watch them transform. And, and you know, when new students join, the students who've been there for a long time start going, start, becoming teachers you know so they begin to say no 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 wait look at it this way let me let me tell you what happened to me me." so they start giving their experience and it's so beautiful to see how and it's just it's a it's a course that keeps evolving you know turning so it doesn't matter when you join it's always teaching the same thing just in a different way ongoing ongoing ongoing
0: yeah there's a few audio versions of it out there too and i've listened to some of them they're really good actually i mean you have to find the right narrator that you can handle you know because it is a lot
2: it is a lot it's heavy and one thing that keeps you connected with it on a lighter side is just doing the daily lessons so you can look up the daily lessons the daily lessons are more experience-based and they're they're very simple one a day there's 365 so and then when you end 365 you start with one all over again and you keep going But those are more experience, but then you don't know why you're experiencing that. So the text is what's telling you why. And the text is more theory. So here's the theory, here's the experience, and hopefully you're doing both. But we go very slow with a theory because it's thick, as you saw. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the experience, we allow everybody to keep doing their their daily lessons at their pace, but they shouldn't be doing them daily. So if you try, if you just want to start over again, just... Start with lesson number one and keep going, and see where it takes you. Yeah, that's a lighter side of it.
0: Well, it's um, we're already at the time, and we don't want to take up too much more of your evening. So, thank you for joining us today. It was really great conversation.
2: Well, thank you for having me, and you're invited as well. Anytime you want to to join, to watch, to observe, anything you need.
0: All right, thank yeah, you. Yeah,
2: I'm excited for that. You're welcome. Yes.
0: I guess you mentioned your website. Do you want to mention that one more time so people can find you?
2: Yes, it's healperception.com. So basically all the methods within there are kind of healing your perception of how you see things, right? So it's www.healperception.com. And then they can contact me there and read about tons of things there. But, yeah, that's how you can get a hold of me.
0: Okay. Well, thanks again.
2: Thank you. All right. Have a nice weekend.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Stephanie Richmond for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing her knowledge and gifts with us. If you're interested in learning more about Family Constellation, A Course in Miracles, or any of Stephanie's offerings and services, please visit the website HealPerception.com. That's spelled H-E-A-L Perception.com. I'd also like to take this time to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast interesting and going strong, as well as Casey Henson for providing the music. For more information about us or to access past episodes, please visit our website, beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. If you're enjoying listening to us, I'm not surprised, but you could help us out by leaving a rating for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. This will help other people find us. Take care.